Dayton, in the city of a thousand factories. It's long been an industrial linchpin of the Midwest, and a scan two decades past the turn of the century, the Gem City is roaring along with the rest of the 20s. A decade of change? Women had the vote. Alcohol is banned. The Great War is over, and the decimation of the Spanish flu is coming to a close. Thanks to the gumption and innovation of two native Daytonians, mankind has begun to conquer the sky itself. Speaking of the sky, some interesting things happened last time around. Mm. For two of you, it was a uh, for your first night at the mob. The Anarchs Gathering. Stark contrast to Elysium. They had they had a movie going. How it got past the European Camarilla, nobody will ever know. But Nosferatu's a classic, nobody can disagree with that. Interesting things came out there. Namely one of them was that Tommy was a Sedite. That's now open and out in the city. And due to th something he didn't know about at all, turns out he's not supposed to be there. Somebody broke the rules. Meeting and making a quick bargain with Mr. King, straining against your blood to do so. You managed to thoroughly betray your sire. Who is missing, by the way? Tommy's working on amending that little issue as we speak. Mr. King did, however, point out that they needed to find your sire in order to turn this situation to any sort of advantage. Otherwise, he's going to be forced to hang you out to dry. It's just business. On other news, there's a uh, Bruja of Note in town. Mark Levesque, down from Chicago, seeking to rally support against uh, the Camarilla Prince Loden. He spoke a pretty good patter, and there's some monetary support being shifted his way. Maybe a few volunteers, too. Hard to say. Aside from that, it seemed to be pretty much business as usual for the Anarchs. Things are quiet. And a certain Camarilla plant might have a few things to report next time he gets the chance. However, it wasn't quiet at all in a different part of the city. The magic man you made peaceful contact with asked you to go look into a Ku Klux Klan rally and uh, stop something terrible from happening. You went to the rally, sure. You weren't sure what exactly was going to happen. You weren't expecting the sky itself to turn crimson. Vague tentacles of mist, visible only to your eyes, wind their way down the throats of the clansmen. They turned on some college students who'd gone up there to prank them and run them off. And damn near killed them. Without your intervention, they would have. Fortunately, you managed to create a distraction and flee the scene. 
but you felt that thing. It tried to touch you as well. There was something in it which evoked rage. Cold, implacable rage. And so... And so... Tomorrow night, you've got an appointment. You're to meet Lib and escort her over to the Dayton Arcade. Pull off some thing she's planning to do. What? Hard to say. Probably has something to do with those newspapers you swapped out. But we but gotta now, keep her safe from the yeah, dead man's like, party. Yep. The mercenary group known as the Dead Man's Party. Pretty sure they're going to oppose you. They're on the contract to take Lib out. The only thing that stopped them is that she hasn't left her place in years. That's tomorrow. Right now you got the dregs of tonight, and you were planning, Morgan and Helena, to go to the mob and meet up with the others before the night was done. Or to report on what happened learn, trade back anything you need to know, and maybe make plans before you have to cross that godforsaken mile between Haymarket and the Arcade. So we'll open with you, trudging into the movie theater. Most of the Anarchs are gone. There's only a few remaining, and they're currently looking up to wrap up as you enter. Spare you, glance. Here, one one of the Bruja turn it. Oh, yeah. There's more. There's that Morgan fella. Who's the looker? That Helena would. One of his Helena, Sorry. Uh, Helena would be quite stone faced at the moment, uh, holding herself, arms wrapped around herself, crossed arms, but yeah. Um, I think she's, uh, she's pretty stressed out. She's also at full hunger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. It's one of those cases where there was a ticket taker outside. He looked Tick when Lout got out from his booth and pulled the shade down when he saw the both of you approaching. Between an obvious predator and a woman at her wit's edge, he had the feeling he didn't want his night to go south. And you see, there in the theater, the light slowly going up and your two companions waiting for you. As of the last of the Anarchs, leaves by a side door. For the moment, you are alone. Tommy immediately makes a beeline for Helena and Morgan as he sees them enter the theatre. And he's looking from left to right as he makes his way towards them. Obviously antsy, his hat is lopsided, his collar's also lopsided, and one side's pointing up over his neck, the other side's folded over, and... He says, Okay, uh, 
So first things first, uh, the movie, I was uh, misled, and uh, Sam is not in the movie, they uh, got a stunt double, a body double for him, so uh, if you was feeling bad on missing his silver screen debut, don't worry, you didn't miss anything. But uh, I got us uh, some info about the dead man's party. And we got some stuff we need to deal with, uh, right about right now. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, listen, listen, I'm, I'm really hungry. Tommy reaches into his reaches into his suit jacket and he pulls out the silver whiskey flask and he proffers it to her. He says, I, uh, I ain't gonna be drinking from this no more. Uh, it's got a mouthful in there. Uh, Aren't you, though, Tommy? It's a new scene. A mouthful As your eyes light upon mm. it. Tommy's trying very hard, and he doesn't even give Helena a chance to respond before he just... Even if her hand is so much as moving slightly towards it, he snatches it away and says, oh, On second thought, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I should uh, help out Mr. King with his thing first before I uh, break old habits. Uh, how did you two go with your, uh, visit to, uh, the guys in the cloaks? Uh, well... Uh, look, that's a long story. Let's just say they're dealt with. Okay. We're dealt with them, and most of them are still breathing. So long as the magic man satisfied. Now remember, he said, we get this done, that we can use his crew to knock off any vamp in this city we want him to. So long as you left them breathing, didn't kill any of them, so much as they deserve it, I think he'll be fine. But, uh, Tootsie wants something to eat, and you know what? I'm thinking I might want to cleanse my palate because the refreshments I brought in here ain't quite, uh, suitable to my tastes no more. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, are you gonna tell him about the, uh, the other thing? The other thing? Oh, oh, right, yeah. That reminds me. Tommy reaches once again. He says, I, you know, I got a lot to deal with right now. Uh, and I'm still, still planning to pick a bone with you about lying about your big break in Hollywood, okay? So Tommy reaches into his collar and he pulls out the Setite Unk and he fixes it prominently. In the chest of his single-breasted suit. Tap 
smacks it proudly with the palm of his hand. He says, looks like I don't need to be hiding this no more. And, uh, the other thing. Oh, the other, other thing. Right, right. Yeah, so, the uh, other, other thing. Right, so, uh, there's a guy like me, you know, said I don't know all. He goes by the name of Mr. King. Turns out there's a rule. They only supposed to have one said I here in this city, okay? Turf's locked down to just one said I. And then my sire comes along. He's not even supposed to be here. He's, he's going against the orders of the boss, okay? And then he embraces me. And so, long story short, remember when I mentioned two years earlier tonight about, you know, having that strange vision where, you know, my sire's voice pops into me head and he shouts, Tommy, Tommy, the Lord shall strike me down if you don't come and save me, Tommy. Turns out, Mr. King ain't got a handle on where my sire is either, so, uh, he might be in some actual danger, and long story short, if we don't find him and bring him to Mr. King, well, someone's gonna have to answer to the Sedite boss, and if my sire ain't nowhere to be found, it's gonna be me, uh, you know, ending up in the river, so to speak, or the basement, whichever you prefer. Tethites, I'm thinking, might go with the basement, you know, it's a bit more tomb a bit more pyramid-like, and, uh, either way, I don't wanna, don't wanna end up in such a situation, I quite enjoy the gift that Set has granted me. Now, I've offered a minor boon to Sam to help me out, and, uh, the offer goes to you as well. You help me find my sire... And I owe each of you a boon. So long as I can provide, and I'm talking a real boon, none of the usual coterie lovey-dovey stuff. I'm talking, you want me to whack your mother-in-law, I'll do it. You want me to steal candy off a baby, I'll do it. No, nothing off limits, okay? So is that... So is that... How soon do you have to be getting onto that, then? Well, I understand... Yeah, we got the thing tomorrow night with Lib. And I understand we don't have a lot of time left tonight. We're burning night time. Wait, can you burn that? It's burning daylight, but if daylight and night are opposite, then can you burn and... Don't worry about that. Okay. I don't got any leads, but I'm hoping that maybe you guys might have an idea, being a bit more acquainted with Kindred Society than I am, where in the city he might have run into trouble. Now, I don't know if there's a time limit on this, obviously someone's holding him and I, I guess they'll kill him at some point, but... Mr. King didn't say it had to be tonight, just, uh, you know, whenever we can manage, but 
I will tell you, until we do find him, I just, uh, I've got the ants in my pants, you know. Can't seem to settle down or focus on anything and... Tommy taps his finger in the air several times for he says, I, I gotta light up. I, 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 I'm sorry. I can't continue. I gotta have something to calm the nerves. And he thumbs out a cigar out of his cigar case, lights it, rouses the blood. Going up to Hunger 3 because he rolled an absolute botch on his rouse check. Tommy. And then he takes a Tommy. long drag. Don't you take that 30 pieces of silver, Tommy. You need to find me, Tommy. You need to save me. It's your duty. It's your... It's what's right. Tommy shakes his head as he finishes the drag. Hey, he's he's at this. it again. It is my blood. Eat this. It is my flesh. Tommy's going and to... The flask is in your hand again. Tommy's peering down at it, and he's going to resist as hard as he can to not drink that. Sounds good. Shouldn't be too hard. He did it oh, I thought he didn't What's... have any blood on him left. What's hmm. a composure and resolve roll between friends? Composure you got and this. resolve. Let's see. going to spend some willpower here. And get critical six successes. You hold it there, staring at it until the voice fades in your head. It does seem to be getting a little easier. With each night that passes, it's still an effort of will to take it away, but it is easier. Tommy's head vibrates, holding the flask. He half lifts it to his mouth. And then he takes a drag of the cigar. With six successes, you could get rid of it right He now. He unscrews the lid on the flask, and he just holds it there in front of his mouth. The cigar bouncing up and down in his trembling lips. And then he uh, grits Sam, his... Yep. Sam reaches over and gingerly puts a hand on his, and gently fries the flask away from him. If Tommy how about, I, Tommy how about I hold on to that for you for a little while? There's a second of resistance, enough that Sam has to tug a second time, but then Tommy relents, and as soon as the flask is out of his hand, he sighs, blowing out a plume of smoke, and his shoulders just sink as if a great weight has been lifted. As to leads, if any of you wants to take a moment, talk it with your friend, with your friend's goadery mates, and give me an intelligence plus investigation roll. Who knows what could happen? Tommy will try. Um, Sam's first inclination is that they're going to be, see some, be seeing somebody who's very good at this specific thing tomorrow night. We are. Lib would probably know. Yeah. That is a good place to start. I'll give you that one for free, and she does owe you several favors. Mm. That said, she probably needs a little time to work it, and she is going to be busy tomorrow. Yeah, I think I can hold on for at least another night or two. Question is, is the guy what's got him 
gonna keep him alive for another night or two. Okay, the question is, how long have you been having these, uh, what do they call them? In intrusive thoughts? Visions? How long has this been going on? Uh, I'm sketchy on the timeline. How long has it been going on? Last no. night. Three, three, last night, night before last night. It's all foggy. Three nights, I think? And geez, look. I've been dealing with this for three nights, he turns towards Helena. You've been dealing with this since I met you. Your sire must be in big danger. Uh, no, no, he's, he's fine. Uh, look, I, I, I actually, no, I wasn't really having this stuff when you met me. I, I, I only started having this stuff, like, uh, last couple weeks, really, uh, mostly. I mean, I had a little bit before then, little, little flashes, but I've been getting, well, I've been getting what I've been apparently supposed to be getting. Only the last few weeks. Must be something in the water around here. Yeah, I don't know if that's it. Elena, roll me a wits plus aspects. Sure. Regardless, uh, if your sire is being holed up for the last three nights, you're clearly not in a hurry to get rid of him. Morgan, I think he's held on another night or two. Morgan can roll me a wits plus aspects too. You've got that as well. I, uh, one from six dice. One from six. Oh, and I am no. not using any willpower while I'm still at full <laughs> Yeah, definitely not a good idea. The last thing you hear from Sam is there must be something in the water around here. And for a second, the theater walls bleed and things shimmer. And a fish swims through the air. Then things snap back to normal. Yeah. Morgan, how are you looking? Uh, I got two successes. Morgan. Your premonitions manifest differently. When you hear there must be something in the water around here, for a second, the theater fades into a sepia tone like an old daguerreotype, and you hear a rushing sound of water, and looking to the side, you see the waterfall over at that cave, that cave where you found the woman that made you what you are now. And words she come on the wind, words whisper in her, in her voice, Jishankatanka. Words that you heard earlier tonight. And then color bleeds back into the world. And you catch up with the others. What's going on with both of you? Am I, are you all going a little bit wrong tonight? Or something? 
Tommy's just rambling, and he that they they tune in mid sentence to Tommy just saying, "Hey, yeah, that that's why I don't put the bodies in the water no more, cause I was dumping them in the river, and the contaminants was leading the cops to dig them up." Okay, so I am the only one who's staying sane tonight. It seems it's been a real hard night. Yeah, it was yeah. It was at the rally, wasn't it? That we heard, I heard the similar chanting or something, wasn't it? Shashan Kadanka grind their bones. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah after that was um... yeah, that that rally wasn't. I know that the clan is into some weird shit, but I don't think that was their doing. Well, you know, the magic man chose us to go there for a specific reason. Uh, I don't know what the magic men like to do night to night, but you'd think a clan rally wouldn't really draw their attention unless there was some spooky wookie going on. And by the sounds of it, there was uh, ample spooky wookie. Yeah, that would have rattled me as well. Well, you should probably take it easy for the rest of the night. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I'm gonna go find something to eat, and I'm gonna head back to my office, lock myself in, and make sure everything's in order for Lib's job tomorrow night, unless any of you's got any other ideas. I don't know anyone in this city. The least we can do is talk to Lib, I think. Unless anybody has any bright ideas. Any of you know a waterfall around here? Waterfall? I suppose the river gotta come from somewhere, don't it? Tommy? Sam, as Dayton natives, you would know that uh, there aren't really any notable waterfalls around here. I mean, I mean, nowhere in the city, as far as I know. You gotta head out into the woods and, you know, head upstate. You gotta get waterfalls. You know, this ain't ain't the Wild West we, you, you know, we're talking about. I know back in your day, maybe there's waterfalls all over the place. But, you know, civilization has tamed the wilderness here. Ah. Uh. Sure. Yeah. How is it? I get these visions every now and again, and as you were talking about your sire, I had one of a waterfall similar to well, similar to the last time I was alive. Well, that, that was literal. That must have been back in the time when the dinosaurs walked the earth. What, what makes you think it's a literal waterfall? Why, like, I don't know. Else? Well, I mean, you know, like, think about those, like, what, what the, what the, uh, those occultists are into. Like, it, it's never meant to be literal, right? It's, it's, it's more metaphorical. Well, what'd you see? What did I see? Fish. Blanked. I think it was just a you fish. Saw, 
He saw fish swimming through the theater. For a second, the wall seemed to crawl with blood. And he saw fish swimming through the theater. Okay. Like the white air was water. Right, yeah. But that was all. It was, Apologies. There was God. more, but you don't feel you grabbed it. You were maybe looking in the wrong spot, or it caught you by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, my, mem my memory is a sieve at the moment. Um, yeah, uh... Mine, mine definitely wasn't literal, to say the least. It involved a, a fish, though. That, that seems relevant. So he's got waterfalls. You got fish. Fish I and, can a, own... and blood. And blood? Oh, okay. A lot well... of blood. So... I did hear that chanting again that we heard, but... Whatever, that was, whatever it was that was chanting, I heard that again. The, the, the spooky so maybe... wookie from earlier tonight, you mean? Yeah, at the at their rally or whatever it was, something we are most certainly going to have to have a talk with your magic man about that. At this, Tommy looks over his shoulder to make sure none of the remaining anarchs are within earshot, and he sort of pulls the coterie away into one of the aisle, one of the rows of seats, just to pull them slightly further away from the earshot of anyone who might be listening in. The, and he says, "The only one." Who looks left is looks to be here at the minute is Gopher, who's waiting by the door and throwing glances your way every now and then. I guess she's gonna want in in Tin Lizzie soon. Okay, you may as well come over as well. Come in, join the group huddle. He says. Okay, I didn't want to intrude. She kind of shambles over. <laughs> Actually, Gopher, you's a gangrel. You, uh, live off the land, so to speak. Do you know any waterfalls around here? Waterfalls? I mean, like, there's small ones. But... I mean, there's a couple in it. There's, like, one in Yellow Springs... Pretty country that way. Um, I'm pretty. I think there's like uh, one that's up towards Springfield, but it's a ways, and it's like ten, twenty feet at most. Yeah, not too big. So maybe, maybe Helen is right, and it's not supposed to be uh, literate. No, no, no. That the right word? Literate? Well, that, I mean, that's literal. Literate's a word. No, no, no. I mean, like, when you take something at face value and it's... It's a metaphor. Be... It's, a, it's a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Metaphor. Metaphor. Uh, it ain't real. Like, so... Uh, what did you meet her for? And who is she? Not you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm too. seeing waterfalls and fishes and blood. And so I was gonna say... Gopher looks around. Gives you a look. Just... Look, he's had a really hard night. Oh, okay. You know, Helena... She's got, you know... The Malkavian thing going on. And Morgan's... Given us some of his age-old wisdom. See... Where I grew up... And it might be news to you... But I didn't grow up around in these parts. Back when I was a young boy in Atlantic City, they had a saying. 
And that saying was, sleeping with the fishes. You understand? Was a euphemism. Euphemism for death it was. Anyway, that that's what popped into my bro. mind. And so I'm reading it as we gotta make we we we, we gotta shake our legs here, or my sire is gonna be sleeping with the fishes very soon. Actually, oh. speaking of which, um, Gopher, didn't you say that um, Skunk was taking up residence in a hotel around here or something? We should check yeah, that out. He was supposed to. See, I'm missing somebody too. She says to Helen and Morgan. My friend Skunk was supposed to come into town two weeks ago and stay at the Half Moon Hotel. And I haven't seen him and I haven't heard anything. And so something's some, wrong. So somebody's going around snatching people's friends and sires. Tell you what, Half Moon Hotel ain't far from here. We could go check it out before we settle down for the day. I mean, it's it's a bit of a stretch that uh, your sire and skunk are both um, both taken by the same people, but it is a very similar circumstance. People come into town, not rocking, not not appearing where they're supposed to be, never being seen there's, again. There, we should at least have. They a were look. saying there's some people, other people, gone missing too. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. No, all, no, I think they Danny mentioned. There's a few people ain't been accounted for, but... Must have missed that. Yeah. No, we should definitely check that out. You want to come with us? We don't have anything else to do tonight. I mean, sure, but the last time I was at the hotel, they wouldn't let me in. Ah, we will do it. That, that ain't no problem for us. I, I'm good at getting hotels to let people they don't want to let in in. It's one of his many talents. <laughs> okay and we'll fast forward one tin Lizzie trip later unless anybody wants to do anything before they get there I think Helena wants to hunt doesn't she oh we could probably hunt there right yeah we could probably hunt there it is a hotel mm. um right. yeah probably in a room just in bed yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't Helena didn't Helena hunt before the rally though how could she be at four hunger again already no I don't think I did yeah you broke into some house oh uh, yeah like... I did hmm that's weird yeah. you did but you spent some blood yeah so you hung and then, the and then that thing blood. drew some more blood from you yeah mm, oh, true yeah. it seemed to your blood kind of seemed to pump itself boosting your strength temporarily mm. Look, am I supposed to remember things that just happened to me? That's supposed to be a thing that, can, that human beings can do? <laughs> I mean, Volcavians are su supposed to not have to worry about that. Shit just happens, but... Before right. Tommy lets Gopher into the Tim Lizzie, he steps around to the back and he pops open the boot and he pulls out uh, a long sheet of plastic and there's patches of dirt and suspicious reddish stains on its surface and he flips it a couple of times in the air kicking large clouds of dust into the street and then he gingerly lays it down the wedding ring the goes back. flying tinkles on the pavement <laughs> tinkles on the pavement 
And then he gingerly lays it down across the back seat of the car and then gestures for Gopher to take her seat. Wow, I get a seat and not a running board. That's well of you. Thanks. She settles in. I used to drive uh, a buggy for so for that was my main job for decades. Now there's no need for buggies anymore. Yeah, nor was he I keep trying to tell Morgan that this here, this tin Lizzie, as he cranks the ignition and starts driving it down the street away from the movie theater. He just lets the engine purr for a bit, and he says, You hear that? That is the sound of a hundred horses, all pulling this carriage, and none of them ever need to eat. None of them will kick you in the groin. You won't fall off any of them and fracture your head and end up, uh... What's the word for when you can't think because uh, you took a knock on the head when you a little boy? Uh, Sam wants to say satire, but he says nothing instead. <laughs> okay, so this is a really good example of a metaphor. Right? No, no, my, my car's not literate, Helena. It can't read. That's the whole thing. It ain't alive. See, those hundred horses, imagine how much you'd have to feed them. Right, Morgan? You'd know all about that. But this car, it, it just, it just, she just goes. Honestly, it makes me a little sad. Says Gopher. There's just not going to be as many horses anymore. Not as much need. What's going to happen to all They could. I could take or leave the horses. All the little bastards disappeared overnight. Wouldn't be bothered. Wouldn't even help. Wouldn't even stop me from getting a wink of sleep. Mm. And besides, yeah, if... remember what the magic man said. Progress is the future, and I, for one, am all, all for that. He said one day they's gonna put man on the moon. At the at the mention of progress, um, Sam takes out the the flask that Tommy gave him and peers inside to see how much is left. There'd be about a single mouthful left, not much at all. Mm, stows it back in his jacket. Doesn't entirely look bloody. It's oddly liquid. No clotting. But it's got that smell, Sam. It's got a little of that smell. Kind of turns up his nose and grumbles and stuffs it back in his jacket pocket, disappointed. The Half Moon Hotel is everything you expected and less. Its uh, main selling point is, it is, is that it's not far from Union Station. In pretty much the worst slum the Dayton has to offer. It's at the bad edge of the Oregon District. The kind of no man's land between it and the west, west side. <clears throat> it's hard to say, but looking at it, it was probably painted sometime during the last administration. There's no fire... There's no fire escape, and it looks like, uh, well, you can't tell for certain, but you're pretty sure that the cockroaches and the rats are the only thing keeping the walls intact. 
keeping it still standing because they fell in the walls. That said, they're advertising rooms for ten cents a night. Definitely looks like uh, the type of place your friend would be uh, staying, golfer. Uh, no offense. None taken. Has Tommy parks the car? Is there a? I don't know if car parks would be a if parking lots would be a common thing these days. Honestly, it was a nicer hotel ten years ago, but you know, it's. Parking lots aren't too common in this part of town, but there's plenty of alleys, there's the streets. Tommy doesn't really want to leave the car just sitting on the sidewalk, not in this not in this part of town, in front of this building. So he just guides the car a little bit down a nearby side street, parks it about a block away so it's not sitting directly in front of the hotel. And as he... Kills the engine, he turns to Morgan, and he smiles, and he says, The best part is, when you don't need the hundred horses galloping no more, you just turn this little crank here, no need to even say a single wall. <laughs> I suppose it does have its advantages. Much you try to antagonize our cowboy. All I'm saying is he should get with the times. Cars don't kick you in the head. Cars don't bite. Tommy, Tommy holds out his hand, his hand that's missing a single finger. And he says, I, I ever tell you how I lose this finger. A horse bit this finger off when I was a little boy. I was just feeding him sugar. All finger gone, single, just a single jump down and then no more finger. Car won't ever do that. Actually, you don't have a whole lot of time, but I do have to ask. Did all that kicking and the groin kicking and the head stuff, uh, did that happen to you as well? Let's just say there is a reason why I do not care for those of the uh, equine persuasion. Your secret's safe with me. Uh, Sam starts to size up the um, the hotel. Is there like a uh, external fire escape or anything they could take? There is no fire escape. Tommy would oh, be. Oh, that inclined. is a shame. That is a shame. Tommy'd be inclined to just walk through the front entrance into reception if he if there's you know he, he's not concerned about not being noticed here, but... It's a mere three uh, it's a reflex of Sam. Hall. That's not a huge building. It's probably got, like, eight, ten rooms if that. Yeah, no, it's just more of a reflex for Sam to look for, um... sneaky ways in. Now there is a, uh... older building on the other side of it that looks to have a rusty fire escape going up. It is a fair distance from the roof, but a good running leap. Could probably see you through. It's only three stories. Golfer, did your friend have the room booked in advance? I mean, probably not. He didn't know when he was coming, and I'm not sure this place has a phone. He been here before? 
Yeah, we were here before, like, ten years ago. Actually, that uh, brings up a really important question. If he signed into this place and went missing later, surely he wouldn't sign into the registration book with Skunk. What would he have gone by? I'm not sure he would. I'm not sure he even showed up here. But, um... If we wanted to check. His, um... uh, He probably would have gone by Pemberton. He's used that one before. It's a guy he... It's a guy he hates, so, you know. If anything goes wrong, it's Pemberton on the hook. Pemberton? I like that. That's a... It's an oddly a long name for a gangrel. Uh, I would have expected something with less than three syllabus. Know what I mean. It, it's not It's not his name. I really it's don't a, know what you uh, mean. It's, um... One of those, um... An alias. alien. An alien, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, are we particularly concerned about people knowing we've been here? We expecting any trouble? Because, you know, I'm inclined. I'm good with people. I'm just going to go in there, ask if we can see the guest book. See if there's a Pemberton on it. I mean, technically, this is the rail bear, the rail baron's turf, but I mean, we're all anarchs here, right? So The dandy. She gestures a thumb over at Union Station that's visible just a, like a block or two away. But Wait, I don't I, know I, cares about this place. And Helen is awfully quiet at the uh, we're all anarchs lane. <laughs> I mean, way I see it, if we're someone's going around snatching people, we'd be doing the dandy a favor by catching him, so... Uh... Uh, Sam starts to grumble and bandage himself up, realizing they're probably going to go through the front door. The routine he's very used to now, but it's still makes him feel a bit shit. Golfer! There a name you use when you sign into things? I haven't signed into a hotel in a long time. I, I don't use them. I, I like like I told you, I learned my trick and I just sleep in the dirt. Okay. Uh, your name is uh, Millicent, okay? Just in case anyone asks. Can't have you saying your name's Gopher. Alright. Millicent. 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 That was my Millicent. Ma's name. Aww. Thanks. Don't feel too flattered. I hated the bitch. She's the reason I am what I am today. But it'll suit us for tonight. First thing that popped into my head. Okay. And you find your way through the front door. As um yeah. as as they're walking in, Helena sort of resumes the conversation about the car, and she says. Yeah, I, I don't know about this, this whole car thing though. Like, it's really efficient, and sharp. But what 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 happens when what happens when the economy goes bad? You know, it ain't gonna go bad though. What? Oh, you, I mean, it seems pretty obvious, right? 
How so? You know, can't you tell? No, I see everything making making fistfuls of cash, progress, and uh, well, in my line of work, things just look like they's going up. I don't know. I just, I just, I just got a feeling. Ah, it's just, uh, it's just women's intuition. Wait, you gotta no. remember where I... he, uh, where he makes all his money from as well. Yeah, that, that, that's not exactly a legitimate. You can always find more money in pockets when you're punching somebody's lights out. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. What does reception look like? Everything you expected and less, as I stated before. It's <laughs> there's a desk. It's got one of those uh, key racks on the back, on the back wall. The the walls are cracked and stained. You can hear upstairs. You can distinctly hear the sound of somebody enjoying time with somebody who probably isn't his wife. <sighs> the wall, mm. everything, the wallpaper is peeling. The stairs look are kind of bowed in the middle. It's not that big. Tommy hears the distinct yeah, a, sound like of mattress springs and chairs around. They're probably uh, moth-bitten. Oh, yeah. There's a, they don't match at all. It looks uh, like it, there's a washroom off to, the side, off to the side of the floor. There's a back door visible from here. And there's a man at the desk who... Kind of balding, long nose, spectacles that are so st that are so grimy that when he looks up at you, his eyes kind of ripple and distort. And uh, there's a there's a uh, couple of gas lamps burning nearby. This place is still on gas. It hasn't switched over to electric yet. And I haven't even oh, got the uh, electric generators going yet. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hello. He looks at all of you. So Tommy, Tommy, he is once again the distinctive sound of mattress springs somewhere upstairs, and he shudders. <laughs> And then he just looks the man in the eyes. And he uses his compel and says, Guest book, please. The man smiles wide and uh, rummages around. Pulls, it, pulls out a battered book, flips it open. And offers Tommy. it to you in a pen. With, along with a pen. Tommy takes the pen and he writes down Thomas Hinton in surprisingly neat handwriting. And then he grabs the book and proffers it to Sam. Uh, Sam instead starts uh, rifling through the book to find um, the page. Uh... <laughs> that would be appropriate for when Skunk may have signed in. There's sure a lot of guys named Smith that come here. 
That's one of those hotels, definitely. You start going through it. uh, There actually aren't that many entries. There's like four four or five per day, give or take. You do not find Lawrence Pemberton. But you but you do find that the sheet around from around that time has been ripped out. Hmm. Um what dates are on either about, side of those pages? About two or three weeks ago, yeah, that sheet there's a sheet missing. It dawns Wait. on Sam that a place like this must probably have some people who stick around more than one night, and if it hasn't been too long, they could probably ask some of the neighbors. Where's this page? In front of the guy. Where's well, this you're... page gone? Says Tommy, looking at, looking straight into the guy's eyes. Well, he says we usually don't get this many people looking for rooms. Uh, we've only got two left. That that page. The man looks over. Oh, uh, I must have spilled something on that. Had to remove it. Gonna turn on his presence. And then (laughs) he looks towards Gopher and jovially puts his arm around her, patting her on the shoulder ushering her forwards and when she's side by side with him he says hey didn't i throw you out of here i'm sorry sir what what was it you were my uh my friend here millicent she's looking for her husband goes by the name of mr pemberton he was meant to be in here a couple weeks ago only he's not around no more He gestures towards Gopher and he says, uh, Go ahead and uh, give the kind man a description, darling. And Gopher steps forward and describes a uh, black-haired man with a white streak through his hair, lines on his face, and uh, anyone who wants can roll me a uh, wits plus insight. Be a dice pool of three. That's only two successes for Tommy. Ask uh, two for Sam as well. Uh, one. Morgan? I don't think I have any, but do I? Yeah. Oh. No? Doesn't ring a bell. Sorry. Uh, uh three successes on mine. Three? Morgan? This man is on edge. And we're pretty sure he's lying when he's saying it doesn't ring a bell. Does Morgan make us aware? He's going to step up to the counter just... I hope you understand this is of great importance and that you're not trying to pull a fast one on us now. It takes there's a anything you know. To... 
takes a second for the man to pull his eyes away from Tommy, who is a shining beacon in the room. <laughs> he glances over at Morgan. I, I'm not sure what exactly you're trying to say. Oh, my God. Um, I Here now. Go ahead and roll me an intimidate. Plus one dice. Plus your uh, charisma or manipulation, Morgan. Whichever you prefer. Charisma, if you honestly mean him violence, if he doesn't cough up. Manipulation, if you don't. While Tommy's using his presence just to help Morgan, he will once again stare into the man's eyes, and his eyes turn into slitted serpent-like orbs as he activates his eyes of the serpent just to add some extra weight to Morgan's words. Charisma Intimidate and then plus one die, was it? Ooh. That is a bestial failure. Oh no. Uh oh. oh no. <laughs> he has our information. Don't hurt him, please. And he currently can't move either. Yeah. So, to Tommy. Yes, I'm going to add in a little extra stank on this. And you go and flare up the eyes of the serpent. He's caught like a bug in honey. And the next thing you see is a flash of brown as Morgan's over the counter. Morgan, you told him not to hold back. But then you can't help it. He is frozen, he is helpless, and you strike without thinking. Slant, leaping the counter and coming down on him, slamming him to the ground with a crunch of bone, and he starts waiting. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> what are you doing? God oh, no! Tommy's and gonna you feel your beast rumbling out of your throat as you say a single word. What is that word, Morgan? Uh, uh, talk, speak. Yeah, hopefully not talk. goodbye. <laughs> Probably just talk, yeah. Talk. God, 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 no! I, I, I saw him come in. I saw him come in. He paid. He paid up front. And then, and then, and then six guys came in like that. More than the next morning. Uh, and they gave me ten bucks so I didn't see him. Oh my god, Morgan, let him go! I, and they did. And they said uh, I didn't hear. And they told me to take a walk. Uh, but I didn't go far, and I saw them coming out with a big laundry bag. And three of them were limping and bloody. Please, please let me go. <laughs> uh, Sam puts a hand on Morgan's shoulder and says, This isn't a good look for you. Come on, put the guy down. Just, yeah, like, one last snarl just sort of 
not like full throw, but like an aggressive let go, drop, basically drops the guy. <laughs> he curls up in a fetal position. Okay, uh, what's the damage look like to Helena? I was going to say, Helena, I hope you have a medical bag. <laughs> I always do. Helena, as he sits there, as he's like doubled over, holding yeah. like uh, his arm, which is bending in a wrong way, and oh, hey, that's a bit of bone poking through. Oh, hey, Helena, Jesus. that's blood. Oh, no. So good time. You blasted. For willpower. <laughs> Plus a 30-year humanity check. Okay. Oh, this poor guy. <laughs> you don't put hunger on that, do you? No. 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 Critical six. Alright. So, I'm so glad that's where the good roll came in. <laughs> okay. You keep your head together, looking him over. It looks like uh, it's definitely a, green, a uh, compound fracture on the arm. Crunched a couple of his ribs. He'll recover. It'll recover better if you get, if you set him right now. Pig. Okay. Um. Uh, Sam, help me here. Uh, I need to set his arm. What? What do you want me to do? I just first try just hold him still. It's probably gonna hurt. Uh, Sam, with his uncanny strength, pins the poor man down to the floor. If if you're sure, I I'm not a doctor, but this seems so wrong. As gentle as you can. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you reckon? We have time to give him some anesthetic. I I got something for that. Says Tommy. Oh, to be fair, that was clearly that was out of character. Ah, right. Timmy Edge? Oh, you're asking me. Yes, I was asking, yeah, Ash voice. Fair enough. Well, you notice that uh, the pounding of bed springs upstairs hasn't stopped. This is probably a place where random screams and yells aren't too unknown. Yeah, I just wish you would probably like to give him some anesthetic. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and do that then, first off. As she's... As, as she's about to give him anesthetic, Tommy's gonna make a rouse check. And he right. gets a success. <laughs> oh no. He doesn't get hungrier. And at first, to most people watching, it wouldn't look like anything happened. But if you knew specifically to look at Tommy's fangs. You would see one of his fangs growing ever so slightly longer and thinner, almost <laughs> as if it's growing into a natural syringe. May I roll wits on this? Sure, totally. Wits awareness. Messy seven, which is perfect because she's going to be angry anyway. <laughs> oh, you totally notice it. Don't you f***ing dare! Tommy smiles. And then he sinks that single fang into the man's broken arm. 
It doesn't look like he's drawing blood, rather viscous, clear substance oozes out of the fang into a pinprick hole on the man's arm. Tommy... Helena kicks him in the head. Ugh. Ah, I was yeah. nearly done what yet. What the fuck are you doing? What the? Oh, he's screaming again. And loud, loudly calling for help. Okay, hey. very quickly. Okay, Helen is gonna. Helen's gonna jab him with the anesthetic now. It's mosquito venom. You dumb broad. He won't feel a thing. Helen, give me a dexterity plus medicine. He's trying to like pull stuff out. He's like pulling papers out of the cubby and throwing them at you with his good arm. Sure. He's trying to scrabble around. He's he's oh, reaching for a shotgun. Chloroform to the poor guy. What's what I was going for? You can't get the needle in him, and he's yelling louder and louder, and you hear somebody from upstairs, Hey, keep it down! But, may Tommy make a resolve plus protean roll? <laughs> so what Tommy's trying to do, is he's using his newly acquired tools of nature to make his fang produce the numbing agent that mosquitoes produce when they bite their victims. Did get a bite in on him before Helena kicked you away. Sure. Roy. Would that would that inflame him as well? It would just numb his arm so he doesn't feel any doesn't so feel as feel any pain. The, I believe, though I could be wrong, that the inflammation is due to uh, some bacteria that the norm yeah, mosquitoes uh, normally carry. Plus yeah. scratching. Yeah. I believe. So. But the anesthetic is quick acting and should numb the bite site within seconds usually yeah sure roll i'll call this a two yeah. that's not too hard yeah resolve plus protean that will be a dice pool of six Let's see if it works five successes well the good news is it worked he's not feeling as much pain right now and his arms are flopping around like noodles the bad news is he's still fighting you one of you bit him and you two are flipping out on each other not to mention the guy who, like, broke his bones is still looming over the counter. So, though I'm not going to do it because it's fairly late over here, he is screaming and calling for help, and, uh, yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, this is so can, bad. You can set his arm since he's gone limp from a massive sized dose of mosquito. Right. Uh, yeah, Helen is Helen is gonna go about this and her face is just fire and brimstone. Should I roll for that or no need to roll. It's just setting an arm. You can do that. A little bandaging. Pushing aside oh, yeah. that smell, that lovely smell. You ever fucking think about telling me what you're doing? Yeah, well, to be honest, I just really wanted to see if I could do it, you know. I have had the idea for a couple nights now, and I didn't think you'd let me, because it, you know, he's already been committed by one of us. Because it's a huge masquerade breach? Eh, he won't remember nothing about this, will you, bud? Says Tommy, turning on his awe 
and smiling into the man's face. He's, no, he won't. He's shaking his head. Please just leave me alone. Please, I never. Helen is going to do a full cloud memory because she doesn't trust that. <laughs> okay. Please, I won't. You catch it. You catch his face with your hands. Turn it to you. He's like, er. Are you okay? What? Oh, you took a really nasty fall there. Are you okay? I can't feel my legs. My God, I can't feel my legs. Oh, that's that's not good. I can't feel uh, my arms. Oh, he starts crying. Okay, okay, we're we're gonna get you a doctor. I I've patched you up. Um, I you 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 broke your arm. Okay, I set I set it. Uh, but I that's that's as much as I can handle. Okay. Please. You can't leave me here. There ain't an honest man in my patrons. Don't even come down like this. Please, get me a doctor. Please, get me to a yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and uh, I think we I genuinely got, should, sir. I think uh, I got, Helena I got will... a full five. I got a full $5 under the register. That, that should be more than enough for anything a hospital can cover. Okay, Remember okay, me? okay. Uh, yeah, Helena's gonna, um... Is there a telephone around? There is no telephone. This place is not required for electricity. Tommy uh, tosses ten cents at the guy. And he's all still on. He's all still on. He says, no, no, you're all fine. You've just had a little too much to drink. You just sit here and you calm down and everything will be okay. No need to make a big deal. No need to mention to anyone that we've been here. I don't even know who you are. It best stay that way. Okay. Look, we came in here. We found you on the floor and... Uh, our friend here, she's a doctor, and she just says, you've had a little bit too much to drink, so you better uh, maybe just lie down in the room over there for the night. Here, I'm giving you ten cents so you can rest up. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor, obviously. Can, can I maybe lean on somebody? He tries to get up, he, like, flops around a bit. Tommy nods and he says, "Sure, sure. Look, uh, tell me which room I just paid for, and I'll take you take you somewhere nice to rest." Helena, Helena flashes Tommy a look of, "If you fucking do anything, I swear to God." Tommy looks back at Helena and she says, "Don't worry. He's gonna have a nice sleep. You'll wake up tomorrow. Be feeling all better." I just uh. Might ask the neighbors some questions while I'm there, you understand? Yeah, See what right. the food here is like. Uh, uh huh, yeah, I, I get it. He tells you that the door behind the counter unlocks with the, the key to number 13, and indeed it does, and you see there's a simple bed back there. That addresser. Whole bunch of clothes covering the floor. Looks like a bachelor's pad of your choice. So as Tommy helps him to his bed, helps him lie down, he pats him down to see if he can find the master key. 
does have a key ring, and with it in the current state he's in, he doesn't notice as you snip yeah. it off his belt. Tommy just sticks it into his pocket, pats the man on his shoulder, and he says, There, there, you just sleep it off, pal. I seen a billion guys in your condition. You'll be fine. And then he t he turns and leaves, returning to the others, and he takes the guest book from Sam, and he just quickly browses it. Could, yep. Could one of you put the no vacancies sign up on the window, please? Hey, you got it. As Tommy steps out, he says, uh, no vacancy sign in the window. He's about out enough for tonight. And then he takes the book from Sam, and... Tommy's aware of the fact that most of the patrons that come to his casino use aliases when they have to sign things, and he's hoping he might recognise one of the aliases on this book. Well, this is kind of the crowd you cater to, so what I'm going to like you. So what I'm going to want you to do is just uh, roll me a single d10. Single d10, let's see if we go. One success. Yeah, you do recognize one of the names in the book. It's a fake name, of course, but uh, Manny Stroney is uh, a very distinctive alias. Well, he folds the folds the book closed, places it down on the counter, takes note of which room. Manny Stroney is holed up in and extracts that single key from the key ring. And then he hands the key ring to Helena and he says, Have at it. Meals on me. I got a guy I need to pay a visit to. Helena snatches it from his hand. Any room you like. Uh, just make sure they don't remember you've been there. Actually, question. Did we end up getting the, um, room number from the, um, from the proprietor that Skunk was staying in? Not really. Oh, this is great. This has turned out great. No, if we could open every room. But the proprietor is right back there in his bed. Yeah. So. Uh, Sam's going to go over to him and say, Look, I know you've had a long night, but that guy who was taken, what room is he staying in? I swear, this is the last thing we need to know. Who was taken? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, because his memory's clouded. <laughs> uh... I, uh, I don't know anything about no guys that, that were taken. Oh, thanks anyway. Tommy? We're gonna need words. Not now, but later. Hey, hey, I didn't uh, break the guy's arm. Yeah, don't think we haven't forgotten about you too, Morgan. Look, I'm gonna go get something to eat. And while I'm there, maybe I might just ask, see if anyone's... Anyone remembers, uh, Skunk, and what room he was in. And with that, okay. Tommy just turns around, not even waiting for Morgan, for, for Sam's response, and he disappears down the corridor towards the room that Manny Stroney is staying in. Helena, could I, uh, get your help with this? I can't exactly go talking to everybody. Uh, uh okay. 
They don't respond super well to me. Look, let me just eat real quick, okay? Yeah, no problem. We don't need another one of these. Morgan, I'll watch the shop. you do the same. Okay? Do what now? Eat. Pick a key, any key off the key ring. Free food. Don't make a fucking scene out of it. like hunting rolls from those of you who are eating, please. Yeah. Tommy doesn't have a hunting roll, because his predator type is um, blood leech. Ah, that's right. So, Tommy... <laughs> God, this is... This ain't gonna be too hard, huh? Do you want to force your way into the room? Do you want to talk your way into the room? Yeah, Tommy was just gonna use the key to unlock the door and walk right in, clap his hands and say, Manny Stroney! Long time no see. You got that 200 for me? Okay, so in blue of hunting rule, give me a strength plus brawl, Tommy. As strength he tries to break brawl. through the door and push past you. Yeah, Tommy's good at risk. We won't need to play this out. That's five successes from Tommy. Alright. The question, only question I have is are you leaving him alive? Well, Tommy's aware that there's already been a disturbance here tonight, and he'd like to prevent that from getting any worse. So as Manny Stroney charges towards the door to escape, Tommy grabs him and pushes him backwards onto his own bed and holds him down as he sinks his fangs in. <laughs> Taking only what he needs. Okay. Uh, I got a messy six. <laughs> oh, you have been stressed tonight. You have been stressed. Don't cause a scene. Kill someone. <laughs> messy six. Oh, Morgan's never gonna let you live this down. Elena. Yeah. Well, the rest of you notice abstractly that the thumping noises of the bed springs have stopped. Yeah. Oh, thank God! Some peace and quiet, says Tommy, as he licks the wound on Manny Strode's neck, stands over him, crossing his arms. He says, that'll about cover it, I think. Replaced by a woman screaming. Oh. <laughs> oh, Helena, what's she done now? As <laughs> Helena, you come to yourself. You get to the side. A uh, naked older man bleeding out in your arms. And a woman who is most decidedly not his wife. Standing by the window. Hands over her mouth, going... Okay, okay. How bad is the damage? Yeah. He's in a bad way, unless you save his life now. He's going to die, and the woman is, like, 
trying to open the window and get away. Oh, this is so bad. Okay, can I catch the woman's eye for a cloud memory? Oh, she's glancing back at you frantically. It would take a little bit of timing. I'm going to need, I'm going to call this a composure plus dominate. That makes sense. I take it my hunger is down to one at least. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You okay. managed to pull yourself off before it went all the way, but he has lost a lot. That's two successes. I'm going to reroll. Two successes. Four successes. Okay. Oh, well. Really shut with your four <laughs> With four successes, I'll do you one better. You say forget. And you see her eyes glaze as she goes, oh. and falls to the floor. She's out of the equation. Oh, okay. I was going to have Helena act, be like, uh, what happened? As uh, as she like pretends she's coming into the room to look at him, but that works. Um, but okay. With his fading heartbeat, you've got something, another problem going on. Right <laughs> now. Okay. Do you want me to do a medicine check? Because I'm definitely going to try and take care of it. That would definitely be a medicine check. That would be, we're going to call this a resolve plus medicine. Oh, that's not good. Um, I'm boosting resolve. Okay, go ahead and roll that die. Okay, I don't get hungrier. Well, that's good. That's uh, two successes. I'm re-rolling. Spend another willpower. Four successes. You one more than you needed. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he's lost a lot of blood, but you, Jam, you pretty much go through your doctor's bag in a hurry. Take chemicals. What well, this one to stimulate the heart. This one to even things out. Lick the wound. Give him a little mouth-to-mouth -to, -mouth to get his lungs breathing regularly. And he's in the bed unconscious. He's going to wake up feeling like shit. He probably won't be going anywhere for a day or two, but he'll probably mistake it for the Spanish flu or something of the sort. Okay. You, you have saved his life and prevented a mass okay. breach. Is anyone else hunting tonight? <laughs> <laughs> More lambs to the slaughter? Uh, thankfully, Sam is actually completely fine. How's Morgan? I mean, that's three, but he can deal with that, unless, depending on how pushy Helena was being about it, seeing as hunting in a hotel is not exactly his forte. Yeah, I used to more active prey. Hmm. So as Tommy finishes feeding from Manny Stroney, he just pats him on the cheek and he says, Debt's paid, pal. But, uh, if you can help me with one more thing. His real heard name it. is Tim Titters. He is a uh, fellow with a flair for the forbidden and appetites that are bigger than his uh, wallet can handle. It's like, uh, sure, sh sure. <laughs> I won't okay. ban you. I, I won't ban you from yeah. the casino. I'll let you come in, and next time you come in, first drinks on me, Tim. You heard of a guy by the name of Pemberton staying here last couple weeks? Even just what room he's in? 
Pemberton. Pemberton. I mean, this is the sort of place you don't go asking names if you know what I mean. Duh. Okay, uh, try... Uh, he recites the description Gopher gave. Sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah, I was sleeping off a little bit of a gooch tipple. Well, a few weeks ago when there was... I, I, he points down at the floor where you hear Gopher talking with Sam faintly. And I was hearing them ask, hearing some folks asking about a fellow with white hair, a streak in his hair. And the desk guy told him the room. I didn't hear much of the conversation after that, but I sure as fuck heard a struggle on the third floor. Yeah, it was sound like cats and dogs fighting up there. And a whole bunch of people limping downstairs and swearing and One of them said, yeah, what did he say? He said, you're bang so banged up, boss will have to give you the day off tomorrow. He said, yeah, but boss will like what we're bringing him tonight, and all of them laughed. It's a start. Okay, then. Now. This is the fourth time I've had to come and collect your debt, so you gotta start learning to get your life under control, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying real, real, really hard, Mr. Hinton. I have to respect you giving me the space. Let's try not to make it a fifth time. Tommy reaches into his pocket and he says, and this is, uh, this is to get you that free drink. And he hands... A sort of business card to Tim. Except it's not really a business card. It's a piece of cardstock that has a crude stick figure drawing of a man chugging down a bottle of whiskey. And the word free drink from Tommy written on it. I'll treasure it. I'll treasure it for the rest of my days. Tommy's written something on the back. He's trying to write that this is only good for one transaction, but he doesn't quite know how to word that, so it just says, admit one. Like a movie ticket. Yeah. Tim takes it and stare, watches you silently as you go rubbing his neck. Tommy tips his hat, shuts the door behind him, looking a bit more like himself. All right. uh, I'm assuming that he will come and inform the rest of us about what he's found. Yeah. When, when Tommy returns to the others, others, what um, what does it what does it look like? has gone on as Helena looking a bit frazzled and Helena's down three willpower and yeah has just saved two people's physical <laughs> conditions in one night she's looking very frazzled 
So she just sees Tommy stepping out of the corridor into reception, brushing his hands together and going, Ah, that felt good and productive too. Oh. Oh, you Morgan. don't look so good. Before you reconvene, Morgan and Sam, was there anything you'd like to do while this was happening? Or no? Uh, there's nothing Sam needs to do. He's just going to wait until they get a beard on things. He recognizes right. that if he goes knocking on doors, people will stop talking. For her part, Gopher goes and starts turning the reception desk around, over and looking through papers, but not getting very far. I suppose for his part, Morgan's gonna try to hunt because he's like, yeah, probably don't want that happening again. Morgan slips so. out, and we'll get to that later. Yeah. Oh, what's the matter, Dollface? I gave you the key so you could sneak in and grab a guy in his sleep, and look, look, your dress is all upside, your hair's all over your face. Is that? Please, please stop talking. The the hunger gone, Helena's fire has left with it, and she's just the picture of a woman defeated. Tonight has sucked. No pun intended. Tommy uncharacteristically takes the hint. He stops mid-sentence, and he just looks at her and he says, Hey, one of those nights, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Happens to the best of us. Look, don't worry yourself too much about it. I'm sure you did the best you could. But I got yeah, us a lead. Third it's, it's, floor. It's, the, the situation's all closed up. Just, yeah. Not a good night. Hey, you know, if you had a convenient numbing agent producing gland right there in your fang, you Tommy stops. Third floor. Guy I spoke to said there were some guys asking around. White streak in his hair. They snatched him up on the third floor and apparently someone got beaten up so bad that the boss would have to give him time off. Whoever that is. The third floor is a start. We can start by knocking on some doors. So I reckon Skunk probably didn't leave without a fight, and, you know, if he's one of Gophers... Tommy thinks back to when he had that encounter in the woods. I've been toe-to-toe -to -toe with them gangrels, and, uh... Would have taken quite a strong group of guys to get him out of there. Especially if he was fighting back. You make your way up to the third floor. Room number 12. That's about where your about where your friend Tim said it was coming from. You figure? Tommy grabs the key with the number 12 on it from the master key ring, sticks it in the lock, and turns it. It's currently vacant. You hear things shifting in the room as... Uh, you open the door and let in the light. Hmm. Too big to be roaches, probably rats. Empty for quite a while. 
<sighs> and no light switch either. So I suppose we're doing this the old-fashioned way. There's a kerosene lamp on a bedstand. It's not a big room. The big... You see immediately why it was chosen, though. The window just... Like, there's a brick wall inches from the window. Mm, looks like Put base. a little padding in there. You could easily keep the sunlight out. So it don't, doesn't look like they snatched him from the window, at least. But, uh... Tommy glances through the darkness and his eyes begin to glow bright red as he activates his eyes of the beast and starts just rifling through the things that are scattered across the floor and on the bed just to see if there's any any clues as to why he may have been chosen or anything that would indicate that this was indeed just a random snatch. Rats chitter from the walls, watching with bright eye, bright black eyes as you get about your work. Is anyone else doing anything? Uh, yeah, Sam's also going to be scouring the room, looking for any information that could, like, um, confirm that Skunk was there, apart from, you know, the telltale vampiric nesting sim uh, symbols, like the, like the boarded windows and such. Just anything, anything to identify. Elena? Investigation as well? Yeah. Alright, so for Tommy... You turn up the lamp and go a-looking. And I'll take... Call it a resolve plus investigation from all three again. Resolve. This will be a group okay. success. It will take some time. Yeah. Well, this will be a group roll. It will take some time. Well, that's You're looking three for at least Tommy. five successes. Actually... Question. Yes. Tommy... Tommy is going to try something a bit off the wall. If I use my tools of nature to give myself a dog's nose, could I use that to potentially pick up a scent and aid investigation? Sure. And that will be factored into the total successes. Sure. You need a minimum of five. But if you get beyond that, I'll throw in more. So Tommy doesn't get hungrier from his rouse check, and what difficulty will the resolve plus protein be? For a dog's nose, this is simple. We'll call it two. Two. That's much that's much better than what I would get with um resolve plus investigation. So let's go dice pool of six altogether. That is Six successes critical as Tommy Tommy just starts he gets down on all fours and just starts crawling around the bed sniffing Okay Sam and Helena Well Helena's gonna be back when Helena gets back but Sam what did you get? Three. So we're up to nine successes with a, at least one critical. And I'm guessing is this while Morgan's out hunting? This is. Yeah. Sorry for that. Would Morgan uh, like to come back early? Would Morgan like to come back early, though? 
That's fine. I don't. I had an idea. I'm just like, yeah, I don't think it's, it's not like time sensitive or anything. All right, fair enough. The role is investigation plus resolve, Helena. Yeah, so we're probably going to be searching the room for at least an hour, I'd say. Probably more. Well, resolve was a good boost then. Hmm. Three successes. Total of 12. Okay, holy crap. There are several things you find. It's evident that uh, this room has been used in the week, in the couple weeks since the occupant was taken, but not often. The lock on the door was the the door was the lock on door there was broken and has been crudely repaired. It's not great. Would Tommy get a sense hey. from sniffing for scents? Roughly we'll how many people? Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's obvious that this was the sign of entry. There are signs of a scuffle. The furniture has been moved around to cover some of them, but it was a hell of a fight that went on here, and you're finding a couple of jagged marks in the walls that correspond with the use of claws. Mm. Which Tommy wouldn't twig to at first, but Sam and Helena share a glance, and yeah, those... That's uh, definitely a gang. That's a gang girl was definitely here, or somebody with protein that low. Yeah. Either Tommy that or somebody brought a small bear in. That. Yeah. Tommy's, Tommy spends about 15 minutes just getting hung up in a single corner. Going, <laughs> ah, something, the third something rusty about this corner, but he just moves on. The third thing you find is that somebody definitely tried to escape through the window which seems weird because it's only a couple of inches away from the brick yeah, wall yeah. how would they do that but somebody definitely saw saw it as an escape route or was desperate or something does it seem like they actually got out or they just ran to the window and opened it tried there's like finger marks on it yeah the fourth thing you find is a uh, ticket stub For a uh, Baltimore and Ohio train, that with the, that stamped and dated, looks like it was due to arrive at Union Station two two and a half weeks ago. It's hmm. probably how he got into the city. And it looks to be stamped around the night of the disappearance. So. You do recall you do recall Tim saying that he was taken during the day. So they woke the him up, thing, they fought, and then they took him. The fifth thing you find are traces of old blood in the floorboards, some of which smells stronger. Just it, it's not well past good, but some of it is a little stronger than your standard world of fair. But it's hard to tell because the smells of rat saliva are all over it. There, did, did this rat saliva uh, that you trace back to the walls and the staring rats. This one, not sure, but yes, something about it is a bit. It could be ghouls. And with the critical, I'll tell you something. 
If you could somehow speak to rats, there's probably witnesses to this assault still in the room. <laughs> so I got descent here on this blood. The rats have tried. Rats have been down here. They've been licking it up by the smell of things. Morgan. Morgan. Sam. Either of you guys know how to talk to rats because I'm almost certain these rats saw what happened. I can smell the saliva in that floorboard. It's coming from Tommy sniffs the air. Him! Over there, that rat right there in the corner, the big black one. Well, Mr. Morgan, do you want to earn your pay, as it were? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. You're back by now if you want to be. You tanked up. No problem. I won't make you roll. Alright. Yeah, well, that was a thought I had as soon as I entered the room. There's enough rats around here. I'm sure one of them saw something. If you want to get talky, then go ahead and rouse the blood. If he ain't gonna be forthcoming with you, just uh, threaten to tell tell him tell him we'll get uh, get a rat king going. That might loosen his lips a bit. Very bastard. Fail on the rouse. Back to two. Yep. Easy come, easy go. The old woman just snarls on the back of your head and then wheezes into hacking laughter. Then says, They're coming for you. The hell you want to... But whatever. The big black rat stares at you. Dead man. Or dead man. What do you want, dead man? Yeah. It was like a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? That sure was. Hmm. It? Uh, about two weeks ago, there was a... There was a fight in this room. Do you remember seeing any of the, any of the people who came here? Oh yes. They come, they came, like they do before. They come to the dark rooms, take the dead men in the day, when the dead men sleep. So they've done this before. They drag them to the place that's full of the thundering, screaming things. That shriek and hiss and breathe the wet hair. The thundering, screaming thing that breathes the wet air. Is it near here? Oh, yes. It would be. You ask which way? Yeah. And they flow like a carpet, easily about a dozen, 
flowing out through the open door, winding down the hall to a window. And through this window, as you follow them through this window, you see them looking out at the Union Station as a train shakes in belching steam. And its whistle screams. Wait, 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 the rat's saying they took him on the train? That's not uh, He's dragged away to the train station at the very least. Well, we got this the ticket. Men, the men come from there, the men go to there, the men stay there during the day. But isn't this all run by the Tandy? This is in the dandy's territory. Says Gopher. He runs a station. That doesn't make much sense. Why would he want Skunk? So why would he want all the people he's been taking? If he's the one taking them. We we got this train ticket. And I think that's what Skunk came in on. And now I know my sire. He's an out-of-towner. He's not here that often. So maybe they're snatching people from out of town that the dandy don't even know or hear. Yeah, they're going to be working right under his nose and he doesn't even notice it. Well, if they're working during the day and their goals, then it goes to say that he probably wouldn't notice it. Uh, most likely. But he no could still time. be innocent in all this. I'm pretty sure the dandy's not the type to do something like that. I don't feel comfortable sneaking around in Union Station without him knowing, but I think he'd be very interested to hear that somebody's snatching Kindred right in the middle of his territory. Well, the night is still young. Let's go pay him a visit. Unless, uh, you think there's anything else we can find in that hut. Uh... Tiny little room. Uh, I think someone peed in that corner over there near the bed, but that's neither here nor there. It did smell like that, didn't it? Distinct ammonia scent. Takes me back to when I, uh... Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I'm happy to go pay the dandy a visit unless, uh... You guys got something you'd want to do, but I figure Morgan, you came here on the train. You used to live in a steam trunk, so uh, do you think of any way that a kindred could be stored on a train for a long period of time, or would it be more more practical? Do you think to get him out of here, store him somewhere else? Train would be the easiest way for one of us to travel. The cargo bays are all tightly shut, nowhere for the sun to get in. But then you'd have to make sure that the, the 
the station people and then the cargo carriers and all that that they don't open the trunk during the day which means you gotta pay them off or you gotta spook them into following your line and i mean you got out for that don't you I mean, that's, that's why the Dandy and Sutton hold the power they do, is they guarantee the safety of the trains through Dayton. They guarantee that the cargo is going to be watched and nobody's going to interfere with it. I mean, you got the hobos that jump in sometimes and hitch rides. You got to watch out for that, and there's more. So somebody using the trains, Dandy's got to know something about it. You know, you gotta have ghouls to make sure nobody opens the steam trunks, and you gotta have the manifest set up so that no one asks questions down the line, all these things. This is, the, you know, when I used to do smuggling, when we used to get liquor from up north, it was all done in cars. We didn't touch trains because it was so complicated, you gotta have all the pieces all set up. So he's got to know someone's doing something. And even if he denies it, I, uh... I end up being pretty good at, uh, sniffing out Kindred, wherever they are. I can at least sniff around the, uh... Sniff around the carriages, see if I... See if anything, uh... Catches my... Catches my, uh... My eyes or my nose. That you, uh... Okay. Tommy sniffs. <laughs> And the dark, black-padded nose on his face morphs back to normal. And he says, Let's go see if the dandy's got anything interesting to tell us about. Unless... Unless there's more here you want to check out? Sam just kind of looks around the disheveled, dilapidated room. There isn't even, like, drawers or anything they could really <laughs> start tearing apart. Say, so if we spend all night here, I think we're going to be wasting our time. Look, it's ten cents for a reason. Barely enough room for the bed. I think we found all we're going to find. And besides, he looks over at Helena. I think the more, the less time we remain here, the better for everyone's frame of mind. Uh, for once, once I agree with you, yeah. Okay. Right. Up along, you and the dandy seem to be on best terms, so lead on. Alright. From the window, would I have been able to catch a glance of, like, does it look like the dandy's carriage is in, or... He had a fairly like unique one, didn't Not he? really a good view. See, the rail yards extend a good ways back behind the station itself. Uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of acres that have been devoted to this. That back when train stations were a big effing deal, they took up a lot of space. So picking out one specific car without going closer, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go looking for the dandy's car? Do you want to bump around the terminal and hope that somebody intercepts you? Do you want to do something else? Do you want to look for clues? What's the strategy here? The moment, my only other thought is if like, that maybe they're not on the trains or if they're, they're somehow being kept in like some forgotten part of the train station like under it or something mm. alright oh, so, so you're going 
So we're going to go bump around the train station, the rail yard, the prettiest places, huh? All right. Yeah. Unless anyone else particularly wants to like try and look for Dandy or whatever. Well, if he doesn't appear to be, yeah, I think we should at least speak to the Dandy before we mm. look around, you know, poke through his stuff. But if he's not in, then we'll have no choice. Yeah. All right. So, going to the station itself, you going looking for his car, you asking around for the Dandy. Uh, yeah, I think we should. He had a fairly unique car. I agree with Morgan. We should just, when we arrive, first to search for his car. I was thinking, then, maybe go to the station. Would he. Because I'm assuming that Dandy had, like, ghouls or something, didn't he? It's like, maybe see if any of them will hang around the station. Okay. Sure. Not a problem. He'll head into the station. And luck is with you. Ooh. After a few minutes of walking around looking for faces you recognize, you are seeing a few people that seem familiar to you. And just as you're working up your nerve to approach them, a familiar figure heads into the main hall of the station. Carrying her umbrella, peering at you through her spectacles. Red curly hair framing her face. Uh, hi, is is there something you need? Tommy l looks over at Morgan. Oh, well, we're looking to have a word with the dandy if he was in. Um, he's he's not. He's got business out out of. Out of town, is this urgent? Number says, kind of looking over the lot of you and Gopher. It could be. I'm not exactly sure yet. Numbers, tell me this. If anyone was using the trains to smuggle something in or out of town... Da, 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 let's go outside. She says, popping her umbrella and looking around the union. It's a lovely night for a walk. And she... Beckons you frantically back into the back into the rail yard, away from like the ticket takers, the conductors, the staff going around their daily business, nightly business. She's she hisses you, you as she goes. The seven forty-two is doing business in minutes, and we shouldn't be talking about smuggling near the platform. Tommy shrugs. Okay. okay. No one's had a problem with me mention it before, but then again, usually they're on the floor cowering and asking what I need them to carry. Look, if someone was using the trains to get something in or out, out of town, specifically an out of town a kindred, the dandy would have to know, right? I mean, we. Process all that stuff here. We're the main one that people come through. I mean, some people use Sutton instead. Uh, it's mainly the Bruja, but and the Chicago crowd. But I mean, he's big. 
is from the original. But yeah, we we we're, we we help people come through and arrive here and leave here. We got, and with this, Tommy puts on his oar, trying to appear as kindly and non-threatening to numbers as possible. He says, "We got reason to prospect that." Somebody snatching kindred who come from out of town and we've got circumstantial evidence that they're bringing them here to the station. We don't know if they're being stored here or if they're being sent on somewhere else, but the guy we're looking for lived at the Half Moon Hotel, which is, you know, just over there. And he was snatched and brought here. And that's where the trail leads. So, we gotta... We really gotta... Ask your numbers. Does the dandy have any reason to be snatching people from out of town? Not that we think he would. But if he knows Something. everything that's going on, then I gotta ask, why is he don't know nothing about this? So first I'll ask you to roll me a composure, a, uh, roll me a manipulation plus presence. Manipulation plus presence. He is going to try to resist you all. Plus my blood potency, that will be... just gonna use a willpower. Uh, that is four successes. Okay. Now I'd like you to roll me a charisma plus persuasion. No no presence. No presence. One, two... Ah, she resisted it. One, two, three, four... She's a smart cookie as numbers. That's okay. Tommy's good at this even without his awe. He's going to boost his persuasion, though. He's going to boost his charisma, though. He gets hungrier. Back up to hunger, hunger two. Easy come, easy gone. And the light catches him, and even though the awe already... already exaggerates his appearance, he seems to suddenly stand taller and straighter, smiling just a bit broader than usual. And he's going to... So it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, plus... So that's going to be a dice pool of eight altogether, even without my ore. And that's going to be another willpower re-roll for... Seven successes, critical. You start asking these questions. She starts tamering, then stops... Seems to settle herself. That's a very serious accusation. I... I'm not aware of anyone being brought here against their will. And I'm quite sure that the dandy is very concerned about reports of people going missing. It's only about Three kindred, sure, but it's... When you're in a small town, three's a lot. Tommy tells her about how... It's a prime number. 
that's important. Yeah, the, you know, the numbers are all up in the air. Numbers aren't clear to me, but what's clear to me is that the blood in the room smelled like it was ghouls involved. They came for the guy in the daylight and witnesses. That big black rat that lives in room number 12 at the half moon said, and uh, I quote, going through Morgan here, that they dragged the guy away to uh, the place of big screaming monsters and those who breathe with wet hair or something like that. Okay, that's concerning. Maybe they took them somewhere. The train. It looks like um, it looks like this has been happening a lot. Uh, people coming, going. People being taken from the hotel. Uh, the most recent was taken in a laundry bag. If that uh, if that helps in any way. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Huh. Which hotel did you say it was again? Half moon. Uh, the half moon. Just down the oh, way. This is horrible. Yeah, yeah, we were just yeah, it's okay. It's no, it's I it's mean, pretty horrible. It's got a bad reputation. Um, needs more toilets. Otherwise, people a... wouldn't be in the corners of the rooms. But do you have a time and date? I can check the records and see if any kindred came in on that date, unless there's a name. Skunk. The name is Skunk. It's the guy I was talking to on the stage. Okay. okay. And, then we, and we got this ticket here, says Tommy. Oh, handing you got it, a ticket. Handing it to her. He was taken within the within 24 hours of arriving. Her face Not... lights up and she grabs the ticket and studies it. I can cross-reference this. You do that, but I got a question. Guy's a gangrel. Does the dandy have... Any ghouls that you think would be able to take a gangrel in a fight? Because there, he, he didn't go quietly. There was claw marks in the walls. There was blood all over the place. Apparently, there are at least six of them as well. He he has he maintains a fair amount of ghouls. He has a few key ones, but he tends more toward people. He, he doesn't prioritize fighters, I'll put it that way. The only one who does it... Anyway, I'll go to... I'll go check this, yes. The only one who does... Tommy steps in front of her as she goes to walk away. And at this, he's going to stare into Numbers' eyes, and he's going to use his Eyes of the Serpent on her. Stop her leaving. What's the resist on this? That is a wits plus composure from her. Mm, well, she did boost composure, but it's still not her greatest roll. We'll see how this oh. goes. So that is six plus two plus blood potency. Tommy's rolling for nine here. Not horrible. So Tommy got five successes. And his dice and pool that's was nine. One more than she got. And she stares into your eyes. Just a uh, preview of Seth's gift. Now that I can be open with it and all. So go ahead and uh, 
you know, the Lord helps those who help themselves, they say. So, the one who could, uh, finish the sentence for me, dollface. I don't know if I should, she says. Why not? Because, because I'm not sure what will happen. Tommy's gonna go... I do. Tommy's going to have a very uncharacteristic display of his humanity. He sighs and his serpentine eyes expand back into their normal shape. He releases her from his eyes of the serpent. And then he looks pleadingly into her face and he says, Come on, dollface. If we don't find these missing kindred, I'm up shit creek. I gotta answer for my sire's mistakes. And if I don't find him, the rest of the Sedites will have me staked and left on a roof. You want that on your conscience? You think your sire's with this scandal? It's the only lead I got. She looks around to Sam. To Helena. To Morgan. And her atoms up and her throat bobs as she swallows. Will you promise me? If I turn up what I think I do, that it's not going to get bad? That you're not going to act rashly? I just want my sire back, says Tommy, throwing up his hands. Got no intention to kill or murder or rip people apart or anything like that, especially if the dandy's caught up in all this. She looks at all of the rest of you. Perhaps she sees something she's looking for in your gaze, silent gazes. Their shoulders slump. All right, follow me. She leads you upstairs. The train. The train. Organizing a train takes a lot of time and a lot of paperwork. Done well and quickly and filed away carefully. She cracks the books like a pro, going into a storage room behind where a couple of telegraph operators, telegraph, still in this day and age, are busy at work, copying things down and sending taps on down the line. It's faster than phones, more efficient, more wider spread network, still in use at this point. And she cracks open a logbook and looks. And a name has been neatly scribbled out in 
the logbook. She says, he came in on a Thursday. And somebody took him out of the book. Yeah. For what you tell me, this happened the night before it was taken. They ripped his page out of the guest book in the hotel as well. We work different shifts. The dandy doesn't monitor the station all the time. And we trade off. Me. And West. And Muller. Who handles the security. Uh, please don't say this happened on Muller's watch. It happened on Muller's shift. This is bad. This is very bad. And she moves over to a few other logbooks and starts flipping. <sighs> and shows you another book. Second Tuesday. Muller. Tommy's just contemplating his fate. His teeth are gritted. Ah! We... We let him into our place. We served him drinks. Well, sold him drinks, technically. And the bastard kidnaps my sire! Whatever it is, but until we do, we need to keep it quiet. So, this is something you've been aware of for a while now? No. But. I even complimented his right hook in that, that match he had with Matheson. Back the in numbers, 18! The numbers were always a little off with him. There was something... But they didn't have all the variables. Well, this means that Sutton's, uh... Sutton's involved directly. Most likely. I... I don't know. From what Mr. Muller said... Sutton almost killed him when he when he told him he was going to go join the Dan our crew. They had one hell of a falling out. I don't know. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, he he came here after they had a terrible argument. They came to blows, and Muller asked the dandy if he could work for him. And we almost went to war. Sounds like it's either the truth or a very, very elaborate con. Yeah. It might be. Mr. Muller doesn't strike me as the sort to lie, but I mean, that doesn't mean anything. The numbers have always been off. You never know until you find out. Sometimes too late. Well, I'm not, um... I'm not exactly excited about going to say hi to him and knocking on his door and asking him if he's a, a traitor of some kind. How should we go about this? I didn't want to have to bring Sutton into this, but... If I gotta deal with Sutton to get my sire back... But that would be bad. Well, if look, if Muller and his sire are uh, not on good terms, maybe, maybe we find out where Muller is, we pay him a visit, and uh, if he don't tell us what we need to know, then uh, he disappears. And we never mention it to Sutton. She takes a few steps back. Her eyes wide. Numbers, hey. sorry. I I don't want to bring you into this. I know you want us to take care of this quietly and uh, discreetly. Is there anything you'd like to yes. say or add or... The dandy says we need him against against Sutton and in general so if he dies that's a real problem for the dandy or if he disappears that's a real problem for the dandy well, believe you me. That's a real problem for the dandy. There's a lot you can do to a guy without killing him. And Kindred, you can do even more. I mean... I appreciate your enthusiasm, but the guy was, uh... I mean, he could have taken all of us on, easily, by himself. He's taking people, and that's wrong, and that needs to stop. So... What if we... What are we supposed to do? Yeah, what are we supposed to do? What if we told the dandy? What would he do? She, with shaking hands, her skin almost visibly paling, she grabs up a piece of chalk out of her bag and starts furiously scribbling on the wall. You got something for us, numbers? Then she slumps down. 
and taps a set of, a set of digits, he'll talk to him about it. And a whole lot of unknown holes will get deleted. Ah, that, uh, last time we were talking about unknown variables, uh, Indrid died. Not I, I don't, uh, I don't want to be one of them. Folks, I, uh... Okay. Thought has just occurred to me. Um... I might be able to try something. I, I need I need a good idea of what we might do first. Best best bet. And then I'm gonna try something, okay? Okay. Uh, to, to get these variables to go away. The dandy or son. Oh we could always go talk to Muller ourselves. We don't have to go breaking his fingers or anything, but we could try just talking to him. Okay. Um... At this, Tommy turns to Sam and he says, The unrighteous shall be destroyed and the weak convoided. Thus said Set. Now that I wear this thing proudly, I have to do what the Lord asks of me. Hey, why does Set talk like Jehovah? So what did you have to have in mind? Number has asked Helena timidly. Uh, okay, well, uh, you wanted to talk to this guy, right? Guys? Yeah, let's just say we talk to, talk to Muller. Let's, okay, let's say we talk to Muller. Um, I'm gonna, just give me a moment. And Helena's going to sort of, uh, walk a few steps away from the group, turning away. And she's going to try to focus really hard on I'm going to roll for a premonition. Alright. Elena. First rouse the blood. I don't get hungrier. Excellent. And now roll me a resolve plus aspects. Uh, is resolve still boosted? Wish to push it. I th- mm. I'm going to say yes for now. Since I can't remember when exactly. That's three successes. It was a dark and stormy night, you hear your sire say. I knew confronting the suspect would get me nowhere. He'd simply deny everything. But he wasn't so good at keeping an eye on his six. I was able to tail it. Is that everything? And the Asaya's voice fades. Okay, uh, uh, okay, that worked surprisingly well. Um, okay, I don't think our guy is gonna cooperate. But I, I, I get the sense that we might be able to, uh, to, 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 to follow him, to scope out some information from, from that. 
If he ain't gonna cooperate, then it was also said, let the ungodly be cast down. Yeah, okay, but let's, let's, before we, before we cast the ungodly down, let's maybe, maybe follow him, yeah? Uh, and I'm thinking, like, I, I, I get the sense that I, I won't, we won't be able to, uh, to, to really get much from him, so maybe we should just not show ourselves first. He I don't disagree. Does. I don't think he'd listen. Follow him, says Numbers. And she goes to the newest book on the show, flips it open, does a quick page through. If you want to go tonight, he's leaving in half an hour. He's doing the station check on the 42. That's okay, I, 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 I'm I, just want to make it clear. I just want to make it really clear that I... I, I, I Oh, that I've got something here, but I, I don't know how reliable it is. So, you know. Trust Alana's vision. See, set grants wisdom to those who are faithful to him and those who work towards a common purpose with those of his blood. That common purpose being to stop the guy who's snatching the kindred, including Messiah. So, I'm all for it. But might I point out, this mullah, we let him into our place, we served him drinks, we accepted him as a friend, and this is how he repaid us. Let it be known that in my book, he owes us a debt. And I won't allow that to go unpaid. Yeah, but you also don't know exactly what he's doing or why he's doing it. He could be under the influence or commanded or blackmailed or anything. Before you go getting all high and mighty, let's find out the truth. Come okay. with me now, says Helena. Sorry, says uh, Numbers. I'll get you private booth on the number 482 right before it goes out. I'll make sure he doesn't suspect a thing and tell the attendants not to check in on you. He'll be walking the train as it goes. If he does anything strange or wherever he ends up, I don't know, it's supposed to go out to Xenian back, so... I don't know. Are you okay with this? Yeah, like, your generosity is, uh, definitely gonna help us out. But I guess we're all helping each other out here, aren't we? As Set said, we all work towards a common purpose. She nods. And looks down. And we're going to fast forward since time is getting tight. We're going to fast forward to the number 42. Where you've got a booth. And I'd like each of you to roll me a, a wits plus uh, awareness. Awareness. Fourth. Let's see how I do. Zero for Tommy. He's clearly caught up in righteous furor right now. Uh, that's four for Sam. 
Okay. Morgan? That's uh, Wolf and Morgan. All right. Helena? Uh, what time at all, sorry. Wits awareness. Sorry about all this. It's okay, we're almost mm -hmm. through. That's a good roll for me, it's uh, six. Okay. Jeez. Everybody but Tommy notices as you pull... This is for a couple of things. Everybody but Tommy notices as you pull out of this station. Numbers pacing back and forth, just visible through the windows to the to the main hall of the station and then hand shaking she goes and picks and picks up the phone just as you pull away cool. and everyone but Tommy notices that uh, not 10 minutes after it pulls out the train slows and stops you are nowhere near Xenia you are, in fact, over the canal that cuts down through Dayton. Tommy has and no idea. <laughs> You're, all of you see it. All of you do. But Helena and Morgan and Sam all see the a bulky form opening a door and leaping lightly down, almost soaringly down, underneath the trestle. Helena, with six, you just catch a glimpse of light on metal as he open as he does something underneath the trestle, something with metal, and you hear the faint sound of metal clicking against brick as a door shuts. And then the train shudders and starts up again. Slowly, though. Tommy's just sitting there the whole time, <laughs> muttering yeah, under his breath about. What's hell that are gonna and do? The trestle is basically a bridge over the canal, a, tr a bridge specifically for trains. Oh, okay. So he's doing something on the bridge, not the train. Yeah, he went under the bridge, just like a troll. Yeah, uh, he did something there, like a key or a pick or something. I don't know. If you wanted to follow, you've got a matter of moments. Otherwise. Yeah, she does. Mm. Alright. Um, probably gonna activate Unseen Passage. Alright, no need for you to roll then. You've got Silence of Death too, I believe. Uh, I don't. Mm. Okay. I will ask you to rouse to do the Unseen Passage. Yeah, I don't get hungry. Okay. Yeah, I will ask rolls. you. I will ask all of you say, um, save Morgan. Throw me a dexterity plus stealth as you go. Dexterity plus stealth. Okay. Uh, Sam has Arts of Death. Would that help at all? Tom has uh, Tommy has it too, and he also has Unseen Passage, but I don't think he's quite aware of what's happening right. since he... Uh, do you want me to add my obfuscate? Or... Yeah, I think surely Morgan would be the only one who'd have to roll. Yeah, if, if yeah. Tommy sees... Would, would Tommy see that Helen is getting up and leaving? Because I know he I'll failed the Wits Awareness before. Talk have something to say like oh there it goes there it goes come on yeah just yeah it's our stop yeah for sure. 
Because he's just been sitting there muttering under his breath, going, you steal my sire, I'll show you. And then suddenly he sees Helena get up and leave, and Sam wraps him on the side of the head, and Tommy's going to activate his unseen passage as well and follow her. And he does not get hungrier. Awesome. In this case, the number of... Uh, in this case, there's no need to roll. The two of you doing it and two of you having silence of death? I'm not going to worry about it. So what happens? As you head back to the cargo car, open it and start making your way down. One hop. Elena first. She's in the lead and hot on the trail. Sam next, lowering himself out silently. Tommy bringing up the third. Morgan. Just as we are about to take the leap, just as the train starts pulling away, the door slams shut ahead of you. And suddenly there's a figure that wasn't there before. Shit. A pale-skinned woman wearing a top hat and a low-cut bodice. Fangs bared, eyes gleaming. As she grins at you and says, Ticket, please. The three, the rest of you get down below the trestle, look back and see the door shut and the train heading off. No sign of Morgan. Must have gotten down here by some other means. And Morgan, as time slows down, you hear the sound of three luggage crates opening behind you as the woman laughs and says, lucky number 42. Just what we needed to get the Ace of Spades alone. And that's where we're going to fade out. Mm. It was... It was so scary. Oh. Lord. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Morgan. Sometimes bad guys get proactive. I'll handle this privately, the paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, we didn't know they had a they had a Malkavian. <laughs> yeah, we you did. We knew. Oh, we didn't Wait, know right. that. Um, you saw even um, told you they're hunting you. Dead man's body. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea that Madcap was working with um, out yeah. of Mala. Is she? Shit. Unless she was just being proactive against getting what's her name. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Ah, yeah. Alright. And, there, and there's, there's Tommy completely unaware of any of this intrigue. He just wants his sire back. <laughs>